Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with another episode of the Meta Ape Podcast. And we left with quite a cliffhanger on the last video game cast episode, which featured Hell Pockets, who is here today. What's up, Hell Pockets? I'm doing all right, just hanging out, you know. Uh, can I, I have a little bit of news. You know, I asked my girlfriend to marry me last night at a, at a dive bar. And oh, it was at a dive bar? Not a dive bar, man. Had a little bit of out. Well, it's outdoor seating, obviously. That is right? so you, bro. Congratulations. Yeah, totally me. Hey, she she's the one that brought it up, and I was just like, well, if you're gonna bring it up, I might as well just ask here. And so I did, and she was like, you know, finally. So hey, I'm did engaged. You, did you do it in front of everybody? I mean, I did it while people were around us. Yes, but I didn't do it like down on one knee, and you know, I didn't oh. do it like, hey, everybody, look at us. I'm about to ask my girlfriend to marry me. I'm not an asshole, dude. <laughs> Dude, we've seen what happens when men do that. Dude, I, I could have, I, I could never do that. The, the way I proposed was it was at Christmas and, um, I was supposed to propose on Christmas Eve and my girl's entire family was there. Um, and you know what, man, I felt really selfish about the whole thing. Cause I was like, you know what? Some of these people don't deserve to see this go down <laughs> you know so i was like i'll wait till tomorrow i'll, I'll do this christmas when uh, her like immediate family like her brothers and sisters were there and that's the it in-laws man like man fuck these people <laughs> i won't say all that because i am married and i do appreciate and love her family um, <laughs> but i i definitely wanted it to be a much tighter situation and uh, that's cool uh, a little more private but yeah, that's how I did it. And uh, even then, I was nervous. But my whole thing was, uh, all right, check this out. We're going to give out all the gifts, okay? And then I'm going to tell my girl, hey, baby, there's one more gift left. And she's going to be like, well, really? You got me another gift? I told you because we weren't supposed to get each other gifts that year, right? She still got me a gift. and oh, but, man. but she didn't expect me to get her one because uh, I'm cheap. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. Hey, hey, dude. I- I feel you. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I was like, I was like, yeah, I got a, I got another gift for you. And she was like, there's nothing under there. That's because I got it right here. And then I got on one knee, popped it open in front of her family. And I was like, will you marry me? And she fell to the ground and then started like shivering because she was like crying. <laughs> and uh, it was cute, man. You know, she was really happy. And uh, But that's as far as I could go doing something like that. I could never that's do. sweet though, man. Yeah, well, you know. <sighs> hey, yeah, I, 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 I got my girl a $300 bracelet because I forgot her birthday present. And then I told her that $300 bracelet is her engagement ring. So Sick. Hey, you know what, dude? Whatever works for you. And I would tell this to all the people out there listening, right? There's a lot of you guys that are going to get married or planning to get engaged or whatever. Don't You don't have to be like everybody else or... No, no, like no, no, no. the stereotypical way of getting married. Listen, you love that person. You want to spend your time with them, the rest of your life with them. You feel like you're willing to make that investment in your relationship. Then just do it. Don't worry about what everybody says and how you're going to do it. Do it how you feel comfortable. Because at the do, end of the day, honestly, as possible, because that's who you're going to be for the rest of your life, right? And that's what exactly. you want to see for the rest of your life. Exactly. Um, so yeah, just pull the trigger. Uh, go to court, get married, call it a day. <laughs> Save yourself some money. It's the perfect year to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, congratulations aside uh, to you, Hell Pockets. I'm very happy for you. Thank and you. Uh, you know, uh, Char's gonna gain uh, 
wonderful husband. And I'm again, a, a wonderful wife, man. Yes, I lob it up for you, brother. That was That's a lob. Super fucking lucky here. I'm definitely the one. I'm I'm definitely coming out on top in this equation. <laughs> yeah, same, man. I feel the exact same uh, with my girl. Uh, all right. Well, uh, that's the update in our lives at the moment. You guys get a peek into our little personal lives. We don't talk a lot about. And there goes that. So, <laughs> so uh, like I was alluding to in the beginning of the episode, last time when we had Capone on here, uh, we had just finished watching the PlayStation 5 Showcase. And um, we released it. It was probably about four to five days after the fact. And fuck, did so much shit change. Yeah, I'm glad we waited. <laughs> yeah, so many things changed. And it's like, man, if this were like a podcast that was like every other day or something like that, dude, it, it would have been insane. You know, like um, I actually prefer to digest the information the way that we're able to by either being weekly or kind of close. You know, yeah. I, I think we get to marinate on it, think about it and really consider what it means for the future. Um, but. The first thing that I want to bring up is is that we definitely had some really harsh words for Microsoft as far as how they support making um, exclusive content or or making games that matter on their console. Or rather, they don't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That they don't do that. They, that they don't care, and uh, that they're fully committing to this uh, service thing that they got going on. And boy, were we were we wrong? I heard them talking shit, dude. That's yeah. the only way I can explain it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe us talking shit is what convinced them to make that decision to buy Bethesda for seven billion dollars. Uh, bro, seven billion dollars, man! Like, I don't think so. We had that discussion immediately afterwards. We were just like, dude, like, are they even worth seven billion dollars? Because I'm in my head, I'm thinking, like, dude, you can buy like two NBA teams with that kind of money and have some left over. It's crazy, dude, because, yeah, absolutely. You're right about that. Baseball teams as well. Like, it's crazy. Um, you know what else I thought about? As I thought about, it's like, is Bethesda, like, just off the top of your head, is it something that you feel is super profitable that you would pay something like that for? It's weird, right? It's weird because, um, yes, they do have some of the most recognizable classic IPs in their repertoire they got uh quake uh doom elder scrolls elder scrolls they've got some hitters they got some hitters in there Mm -hmm. but i mean are we are are we talking like pushing the new generation of gaming forward like driving force in the industry Mm -hmm. i don't really see a lot of people referencing those games doom eternal definitely when it was coming out that was definitely a hyped up game so they know they can do their jobs right but I know a lot of people aren't always having Quake and Wolfenstein on the tip of their tongues when they think of video games, you know? They want to talk about games like um, Ghost of Tsushima, Spider-Man. And even though those are recent games, I'm just saying, like, don't, that's what's driving the conversation right now. Those are the games that people are talking about. Fucking uh, Cyberpunk 27-7, people are talking about that. Yeah. So while, yes, Doom Eternal was, was apparently a great game, um... I, I I found it like it was like it's time already passed, you know? They uh, even released that update like a little while ago and I think most people were happy about it, but it was just like it's not really a huge deal. Yeah. I I just 
I just kept looking down the list of franchises or properties or IPs that were acquired uh, for less than what they paid for for Bethesda. And have bigger impacts. Um, for one, I looked up Star Wars, and Star Wars was somewhere around three to four billion. Bro, three to four billion, and they're coming out with that Squadron game. Yeah, um, dude, you think just off the top of your head, Chris? If I were to say, Chris, do you and your company feel like you can make money off of Star Wars? <laughs> what would you say? I just, uh, if you came to me and you asked me if my company could make money off of Star Wars. Can you profit off of this with the with uh, the amount of money you're about to pay? Do you feel like in the next 10 years you'll be able to make a profit? I mean, yes. Without dragging this out too for long, yes. yes. I would 100% think I could make a ton of money off of the Star Wars IP if I got it under my game development studio's uh, uh -huh. clutches. And I would not spare any expense in making sure that those games are games that people want to play. Hold on, hold on, sir. I'm not just talking about video games. That's that's oh, that's the thing. I'm I'm talking because that's not what happened with Bethesda. They bought them outright. It's not just can I get the license to have your games. It's the movie rights. No, they bought everything. Whatever the hell the rights are, that's theirs now. That company belongs to them. First of all, you ain't making no money off of Bethesda movies. I uh, don't know, man. Apparently, there's an Elder Scrolls movie getting made, and Elder Scrolls is pretty massive. And it, all it takes is for somebody to take Doom seriously uh, to make a profit off that. But anyways, that's besides the They're point. They tried what, it twice, man. <laughs> what, what, what I'm saying is, is that off of apparel, movies, TV shows, video games, the amount of money that you off. For us basic ass people who don't understand business, we think, hell yeah, we can make money off of Star Wars. You hell know? Yeah. Especially if you're saying that I'm paying four billion for that actually makes sense, right? That you would yes. pay four billion for that. But then you see the figure of seven billion for Bethesda, it's like, what exactly does that mean? You know? <laughs> um like there there had to be something involved in that transaction that Microsoft just couldn't refuse. Um, I was having a conversation with some other people too, and I was like, I don't, I don't know, man. I feel like maybe there were already bids being made, and those bids were at a certain value, right? That's like a, true. a certain amount of money. And if they were like, hey, maybe our video game department doesn't make that much money, but people have been trying to license our movie rights for years now, and this is how much they've offered. And if you're not gonna offer more than that then there's no point in you guys buying us outright because that means all this shit, you know, all this stuff belongs to you now. You know, if somebody really believes in making a good Doom movie and they're willing to pay $6.9 billion. <laughs> it sounds crazy, but I don't yeah. know. I'm trying to make sense of it, dude. <laughs> I don't know, but it's wild. Um, and it's good for Microsoft and Xbox and for the consumers that uh, will purchase that platform. Um, I just can't make heads or tails of it. And it's got me on the edge of my seat because I feel like some more information is going to come about to really explain exactly what's going on. Because um, there are games that are already committed to coming out multi-platform that are from Bethesda. And there's nothing they can do about that. They're going to have to honor that deal. 
do they get money from it? That's the thing we were of talking about. Of course they do. Episode. So they think so I'm that's what I'm telling you. Like I don't think Microsoft trips that hard off of exclusivity. I think they're totally cool being a console owning a major developer but still spreading the love around to the competition because the competition still has to pay them for the goddamn license. Uh, that is true. Um, that's also some, a big discussion that was happening around the video game community was um, with the amount of money that they paid, would it actually hurt them to become exclusive? Would they need to become multi-platform in order to turn a profit? You know, I, I, I don't think that they would benefit very much from being from exclusives. And it's not just because, you know, they suck at making consoles. I think we're going to get in that later, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that what the, they have, they're actually in a very interesting position right now where they are not winning the console war. I'm going to come out flat out and say it. They're not winning the console war. And in not winning the console war, console war they are actually going to win the market because they can totally hang back, have a console out there that's pretty good and still make money off of the licenses, you know? And they might just say, yeah, sure, let's do that. And so my first inkling of this was when they brought over PSO2 and they put it on the Microsoft store. And I was like, this fucking sucks. This is horrible. Uh And they didn't do anything to fix it. They just said, yep, it sucks. It's the best thing you're going to (laughs) get. A couple months later, it's on fucking Steam. Valve has it now valve has deep pockets bro yeah you better believe they're probably taking a cut from that yep yeah they're just like yeah the, the microsoft store version still sucks you can still play it on the microsoft store version if you want to or you can play it on steam where it's much more stable either way we don't give a shit <laughs> um that's really different strategy than uh we're used to seeing um and i think what the problem we're having is is trying to make heads or tails like I, I don't think we really believe that microsoft is actually doing what it's doing i think we keep trying to like create this narrative that like nah man you guys really care about making consoles and video game content or whatever and obviously mm-hmm. they do by purchasing bethesda but even then that begs the question how exactly are you going to utilize uh, bethesda if you're paying that much money and it's likely that it's not going to be exclusive, what is the upside here? That, and that's what I really want to fish out of this whole situation <laughs> is where is Microsoft winning? Because it's not um, super obvious to everybody as to what the strategy is here. Other than it's like they just bought a really awesome uh, development company. But it came out of nowhere. Abe. It was like they were so quiet for years. Like they botched their own reveal for Xbox One. Yeah, they just like, didn't come out. We're multimedia station. We don't give a shit about gamers. I also would like to remind you that uh, about a month ago, uh, WB Games was up for auction or up for purchase. They were considering selling their properties, right? Which mm-hmm. would include the Arkham games and um, like all these Harry Potter games that that they just announced. Um, it's a pretty big deal. Um, Nether Realms, I believe, is under there. Mortal Kombat's pretty big. Um, oh, huge. But Microsoft supposedly rumors were saying that they were interested in buying WB Games, which would have been huge for them. Yeah. Um, but it didn't happen. And now we fast forward to about a month later, 
and we probably see why. Um, they were they're probably the whole time. Yeah, they were probably way too busy scoring this massive deal with this game company. Um, yeah, it's wild, man. I don't, I don't know what's gonna happen in the future. And the deeper we get into this conversation and start talking about the actual consoles and uh, what's been revealed so far as of late, um, it even puts up even more question marks. There was a video I linked you to, and it was to give credit. Um, Digital Foundry puts out a lot of videos that test <laughs> performances on video games or on consoles and stuff. And right now, the, the big hot topic is Xbox Series X because Microsoft felt the confidence uh, to be able to ship out actual Xbox Series Xs to a bunch of people and have them test it out and see what they think about it. So Digital Foundry was able to get them uh, their hands on one. And they tested out a lot of backwards compatible games. And it turns yeah. out that it runs a lot of the backwards compatible games amazingly. The, uh, a little more than amazingly. There is a a very noticeable upgrade visually. <laughs> visually, performance-wise, um, it really started to take the conversation in a different direction now. Because uh, this, again... With Sony, we've been in the dark for a lot of things, especially pertaining to this topic. We don't know 100% the details of what the PS5 is actually capable of when it plays backwards compatible games. But we do get conversations that are really funny when it comes to cross saves. And I don't know if you're paying attention to what happened with um, Spider-Man. But it was, oh, re- yes. it was really confusing to a lot of consumers because they said that if you buy PS4 Spider-Man, you can upgrade uh, to PS5 Remastered, but the save doesn't cross over and uh, a bunch of different things. And we don't even know if it runs better. Um, so that to me, that sounds like they have not yet embraced the generation that Microsoft is embracing. Because when you look at Microsoft's transition to this current generation and moving games from the previous generation and the ones before those onto the current platform that they're working on, yeah, you're getting something that looks more similar to when you move your old PC game to a new PC rig with more power, better graphic horsepower, right? Mm-hmm. And you're able to open up those extra layers of color and texture through your through the game because it's already in the game it's already within the game it was locked away right. because it didn't run on the system very well if it weren't if it was unlocked uh-huh. so now on these newer consoles it's unlocked it's just like okay it was there the whole time and now we have the horsepower to take full advantage of it i see this stuff from the spider-man uh game on on playstation and i'm thinking they're just redoing everything that is very different from what xbox series x is able to achieve right yeah um, it's, it's very different now i don't think i mean obviously they could do the same thing but xbox is flexing its muscle in a way where it, it's using its body of work to flex itself you know i guess the main thing is is that we don't know we don't, we don't. know because those consoles have not been shipped out for people to test out the way that xbox series x has yeah. And uh, I'm sure once somebody gets their hands a hold of that, gets a hold of that, that they'll be able to test that out. But as far as what uh, the perception is at this point, because Microsoft has put out consoles, is I'm really liking what's going on over at Xbox. <laughs> I can't, I can't disagree with you, Abe. Uh-huh. Like normally, like I was 
definitely leaning towards PlayStation this entire time, and I still am. I pre-ordered yeah. it. I'm waiting for it to show up. But the more I see from Xbox, the more I'm wondering, what exactly am I getting a PS5 for? Resident Evil 8? That's not even going to be a launch title, I think. Yeah. You know? Uh, Godfall? I'm getting that on PC. Yeah. I, I can't really think of one game I want to play on PS5. Well, here's the thing. We have to kind of outline the types of gamers that we are, right? True. Um, for me, I am definitely a console gamer. I enjoy a lot of the games on on uh, the Sony console on, on PlayStation. Um, also, I, I I would totally buy an Xbox if there was a suitable game for me to play on there. Like I used to love Fable. Fable hasn't been made for a whole generation, so there's no point in me getting an Xbox um, for an exclusive or anything. Yeah, um, but. The thing is that I think is important for us to outline is is that we are fighting game players. Yes, sir. Um, and performance matters to us a lot. And one of the things that was proven in the Digital Foundry video, they specifically highlighted DOA. Now, apparently DOA is very notorious for having trash um, console rate. ports. No, well, yeah. that too, but trash console ports in general. Uh, but the frame rate being garbage. Yeah. Um, it runs at about 40 frames per second when it's supposed to run at 60. Yeah. Um, it cur- fluctuates on top of that, too. I think that's the most egregious problem it, there. It does. It's not stable. It does. But when they ran it on the Xbox Series X, it ran at a consistent 60 frames per second. That is a completely different game, my friend. Yeah, I was really impressed by that. I could not... I mean, like I said, when I saw that video... I'm seeing shades of the PC upgrade discussion happening yeah. Yeah, on yeah. the console in the console arena. And this has never happened before. Mm-hmm. This is never in, in the history of modern video game consoles. There's never been the evidence of an old game just running on a new console better without any actual external uh, work done to it, you know, outside of just unlocking the graphics. It's been graphical, as far as I know. Um, I remember when um, PlayStation 2 came out, they were talking about um, how it smoothed out a lot of the graphics. I remember specifically there was a screenshot comparison with Tenchu, and then Tenchu getting played on PS2, and it was less jagged. Um, But performance wasn't even a part of the conversation at the time. So. But now, um, this opens up a whole new avenue for people like us. We are fighting game players, and performance is at the utmost importance. And when you combine being able to raise the performance of backwards compatible games with other accessibility options and just video game, being able to run video games better in general, there's a lot of games that we enjoy that the PlayStation 5 never offered. Granted, we don't know if those games are for sure on the backwards compatible list, but if they were, it would mean a really big deal for people like us in the FGC. Uh, We're big SNK fans, and there's a few games that were actually released on Xbox 360 that if they can achieve the same type of thing, on the Xbox Series X, I mean, that's going to be a big deal. And we're going to be able to play it on a modern console. They're going to be able to play it on a modern console. And there's already, even with those 
technically being a question mark because they are uh, backwards compatible and, and it's going to be on, you know, case-by-case basis for the most part. There yeah. are games that are locked to the Xbox Live Arcade system, which have been proven to run on Xbox One and will probably run on Xbox Series. I don't. I say probably because I don't know if they're actually just going to change that for whatever reason, but we can expect these games to run on Xbox Series, and those are some pretty big games for OG fighting game players, you know? For people who have wanted to get into old fighting games again or people who have never gotten into old fighting yeah. games because they just didn't have access to them past the current generation, they will have access to those games on Xbox Series. We're talking like Neo Geo Battle Coliseum. We're talking um, KOF O two UM, which we'll talk about later, obviously. Yeah. But before that was like you know thirteen that was as well, man. Thirteen as well. You know, there's just a lot of fighting games on that are still currently playable on the current Xbox platform, and there's no reason why they would not be playable on the future Xbox platform. And they make it really easy for you. And here's the thing too: it's like there so far is no evidence that the PlayStation 5 will do this. Is it no. likely that there will be some performance upgrades for whatever is backwards compatible? Sure. Totally, I believe. Sure. But will it go as far back as to include PS3 games? I think that's unlikely. I think it's very unlikely. When you saw PS4 just basically not do that, it was the dream was dead. And Sony does this every generation where they say backwards compatibility is going to be a thing. But what they mean is you'll be able to buy ports of those games on the PSN store that will run on the console. Mm-hmm. And there won't be any upgrades. It'll just be the game. Um, it'll be a ROM. It'll be an emulated game, more or less, right? Yeah. It's not really the same kind of deal. And while that in its own right is better than nothing, it's not anything compared to what we saw on that Digital Foundry video from the Microsoft Xbox series, where we literally just saw them unlock games, you know? It, it's no- wild, man, because there's um, – it makes me want to play games I've never played before. Yeah, you know? it, it totally does. Um, they showed um, a lot of games that had trouble – running consistently at 60 frames per second and then just like pretty much blaze through them with the raw power that they had with the xbox series x and there's a lot of games that i play on playstation 4 uh, that are sony exclusive whether it be the last of us ghost of tsushima uh the uncharted games gods of war whatever you know what gods of war actually did pretty well um but um those games i wonder is I don't even think they're going to offer any types of upgrades for this those games because honestly I think Sony would rather go the remaster route. Like I think they would just let it sit as is. I I can't I can't disagree with you there. I think they should. Yeah. For for the consumers they should go that route. They mm-hmm. should go the unlock route because I don't know if everybody wants to buy a remaster, you know, unless it's offering a complete new experience. Now, they are they are pretty good about that. They are pretty good about having you buy a remaster and then say, oh, by the way, it's an expansion. Yeah. So you get basically your expansion with a facelift. That's the smartest way to do that. Mm-hmm. So they've done their homework there, but they're not going to do that for every game. Yeah. So they're already limiting the amount of options as consumers that we have going in. 
Yeah. And I mean, if, if, if you're someone who wants to spend money on these things and you don't even get the opportunity to do it, you're going to be pretty fucking pissed. You know, you're like, why the hell would I spend money on this platform? And you're not even giving me the option to give you more money for something I want. You want me to buy a Spider-Man update? I want to fucking play Scott Pilgrim. You know, <laughs> Shout out, by the way, Scott Pilgrim is coming back if you haven't heard. So that may be in. Uh, an outdated argument, but it's one of the oldest ones we got. Right. Um, meanwhile, Microsoft is over here telling you, like, yeah, whatever we have on on file here, it'll run even better on the current console. You know? It's it's whatever you want, baby. Your way right away at Microsoft now. Yeah, it's it feels like an invitation to a party where it has literally everything that you want, right? Backwards compatibility, great service, uh, uh, great performance on the platform, um, and yeah, I don't see why there wouldn't be any reason why we wouldn't jump to that. It's it's just really hard to believe that Sony wouldn't do anything to really try to match the narrative on this. Yeah, I, I don't even know if they... Because there's so many games from Sony that are being advertised. I'm like, dude, these will be on PC. Like, I think even there's a rumor that Final Fantasy 16 is going to be on PC. And it started because I think in the trailer, they mentioned that these are recorded on PC. These these, vid- these this video was recorded on PC. And, I'm, and I hear that shit. Yeah. And as a PC player, as a guy who built his own PC, I'm like, oh, I'm getting this for fucking PC. Yeah. I don't know why you would tell me this was going to PC. I'm not going to wait get it on PS5 now. Mm-hmm. You know? There's stuff on that look good on PS5's lineup that I do want to play, but I don't want to play on the PS5 because I know it's going to be a limited experience. You know? And now that's not everybody. Now, if, you, if you're a console player, you're fine with that. You're not going to build your own PC. It's a pain in the ass. It's a lot of money. I get it, you know? But at the same time, you got to understand, like, that still hurts the company, right? That still means... Th- there's a little bit of the edge that they've given up because of that element. And I'm wondering why they would make that readily apparent. And you saw them after they made, after they had that, uh, that release trailer for 16, they tried to downplay that part. They were like, Oh yeah, it's PlayStation exclusive console exclusive, which is like becoming like a code term when they say console exclusive, it means it won't go to Microsoft, but that doesn't mean it's going to stay on PS platform yeah it's just a marketing strategy i mean we saw it with final fantasy 7 remake it pretty much is synonymous with the sony console Mm -hmm. so the fact that they were able to maintain a timed exclusive did make a big deal but in reality most of these games do usually end up on other platforms the thing is is that where i kind of do disagree with you on this point is i don't think that the console version will necessarily be so inferior to the pc version you've got to remember this isn't ps4 anymore um i feel like they're gonna benchmark it at whatever is going on with next gen um i'm sure there's a lot of improvements you could do on pc i mean it's pc you could do whatever you want with it <laughs> yeah. know, it's cutting edge you're like don't make me flex on you Abe. i'll definitely flex on you right now what i can do with this <laughs> gtx 1080 versus what you got in your ps5 right now <laughs> i i bet i bet man um but again, we go back to the whole performance issues. And here's the thing. We don't know what's going to happen with next-gen games. Next-gen games could run like shit. You know, again, we could repeat the pattern where they started running like shit again just because 
they couldn't populate all these things on screen. Now, I don't know if they solved that or not. It seems like they're definitely ahead of the game in that aspect for this generation. But I don't think that that problem's ever going to go away just because no. technology keeps advancing. But in that sense, um, Xbox has shown that they have a lot to offer, right? That they oh. have... It's it's the best bang for your buck, to be honest with you. I would say that is probably the... They, they should actually roll with that as a marketing strategy. They should just straight up say, yeah, best bang for your buck, baby. Somebody from the company, I know they'll never do this, but somebody for the company needs to be like, all right, you guys need to stop being fucking stupid, okay? We're giving you literally everything you want and a great service and pretty much future-proofing for you guys, right? Yep. Do you guys really care that much about God of War? And unfortunately, the answer will be yes. Yes. <laughs> Do you really care that much about Spider-Man? Yes. Yeah. And, you know, hey, man, Sony has cornered the market in that strategy. And I think Microsoft is doing the smart thing right now by just, I mean, it is a different competition. We need, we need to call it out for what it is. This is... They're in two completely different realms of how they operate, right? And what they're looking forward into the future. Yeah. And um, it's just all these announcements that have happened have changed the trajectory of where we think this is going to go. And at first, I thought, wow, Sony's really controlling a lot of uh, the, the chatter that goes around next gen. And I don't see Xbox really changing anything. Well, but they're just, gonna, just getting ready to dunk this whole argument, basically. Pretty much. That's what it felt like. But then Xbox literally days later came out with their announcement about Bethesda and they came out with videos because they uh, they delivered units over to other people to go test it out and to put on their YouTube and stuff like that. Influencers. Mm -hmm. um, and one day we'll be there, man. It's got to slow and steady. Uh, I'm sure we can influence somebody. <laughs> hey, we did Dragon Ball. We're good. Hey, we're yeah, good. you're right. We did yeah. do that. Some KOF yeah. stuff too, man. Sam show, we're in there. Yeah, we're we're def definitely in the conversation. We have influenced before. <laughs> we may influence <laughs> we will yet again. Influence again. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I just think that whole conversation is really interesting. But there are some really weird things happening, right? And we're talking about the whole Spider-Man uh, remaster thing, and it's just a bunch of weird stuff keeps happening. Like they talked about. The whole cross save thing not being uh, compatible with PS5 and with PS. Why would you even do that? That should not ever be an issue. <laughs> like, I am I crazy here? Like, I feel like that's like, why would you tell somebody, yeah, you can port the game over, but you gotta start from scratch? What the fuck? Why would I wanna do that? Dude, it sucks because, you know, as much as I don't mind playing the game over again, because it, it is an awesome game and I probably would have done it anyways, but the fact that I don't have access to all the costumes I unlocked to all the power-ups that i had i would like to play it in plus game mode um or yeah uh yeah whatever it's called after you beat the game um and it sucks that for whatever reason video games have this way of pretty much locking you out of your own content right like the only way you can really enjoy a video game is by progressing through um each level and then finishing it right but if you never finish it, then you never find out what happens in the end unless somebody tells you, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, you end up watching a YouTube video of the ending. <laughs> that's the only way you can do it. But outside of that, you can't actually go and play it yourself. You can't skip a level 
or do whatever and be like, well, let me go play the ending. I don't want to play all these other filler parts. You know, it's very controlled in the way that you experience a video game. And I think taking away the ability to cross save, or at least not offering it, is a big deal, man, because we already put in so much work to unlock all this stuff. And we don't have access to it now. Now we're locked out. We have to start all over again. And I don't know, man. It depends on what game it is. But it could potentially be like hours and hours of gameplay. Like I played Witcher 3. Bro, that game's super long. You think I want to go do all that stuff in that game all over again? It's, it's, It's inhuman to ask this of you. You spent your money to buy the game. You spent hours upon hours amassing not only time in the game but gear and knowledge of the story and it's just not gonna hit the same way the second time around you already know all that shit now if you're i I don't know anyone that wants to play through the entire campaign of of that kind of rpg twice at least not within like month a year of it of of themselves you know maybe like in 10 years yeah you might play through it again you know yeah but you really want to just like crap i gotta give back to the end game content so i can take advantage of this new shit that i'm getting yeah i don't i don't know man it's that's crazy it's wild and then they put out a really odd announcement about the fact that they're going to change out their main actor for spider-man for so the re- you told only me for this the remaster. Remaster. Still only for bugging. the show yeah bro i'm bugging <laughs> like well, so <laughs> In, in Hollywood, we're, we're in the TV. We're we're used to like seeing like you know the actors change from season to season, from movie to movie. Like the most mm-hmm. famous one, obviously being Aunt Viv from Fresh Prince of Bel Air, went from dark skin chick to light skin background prop for the most part. I prefer OG, by the way. I definitely prefer OG in that situation. That's a but, queen right there, man. Oh, for sure, dude. She definitely knew what she wanted, and she knew how to get it. Mm-hmm. Now we, now we're in the realm of video games, and we're looking at a a face model change. For we got a recast, a video, dude. We got a recast in a video game just for the face, just for the face. It's not voice acting because yeah. voice acting will get recast in video games all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the face, the actual face model, <laughs> they wanted like, man, you do not look like what we wanted from Peter Parker uh-huh. in this game. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and it's funny too, man, hearing your opinion about it because you didn't play Spider Man, right? No. So but that shit's still not funny to me because I'm all like, what? The, why? 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 Uh-huh. What? I've never heard of this. <laughs> yeah, this is a first for me. I've never heard them outright change a face model uh, for a remaster. If anything, they try to make it better, you know, which I could have seen happen. Uh,. I don't know. I think the only upside is is that the dude actually looks like Tom Holland. Which is, okay, so there is precedent for that yeah. school of thought. Because as fighting game players, we've seen what happens with Mortal Kombat, and Mortal Kombat has definitely done the face actor change. But it was between games. Yeah. It wasn't like an update to the game. It was just like, okay, Mortal Kombat 10 to Mortal Kombat 11. We're using Ronda Rousey as Sonya and Mortal Kombat 11. Mm-hmm. Or was it 12? I can't remember. Well... Are we on 12? Fuck, I can't remember. Oh, shit. No, we're on 11 right now. We're on 11. Okay. Yeah. So, we're on 11, and and, and 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 that that's just, but that's a totally different game. That's a totally different game. It, it It's more expected for, especially a fighting game, to make those alterations like that, because it's a new experience. It's an entirely new story. 
It's an entirely new way of doing things with the game. But in the case of Spider-Man, it's literally the same game. And they were just like, Dude. not even just an upgrade. Like, we got to change this motherfucker's face. Now, granted, I saw, I saw the pictures. Uh-huh. And the original Peter Parker looks like he could have been Peter Parker's <laughs> uncle, Uncle Ben. I thought that was Uncle Ben at first. I'm like, what the hell? Dude. That young Uncle Ben with the it, U. That's so funny you said that because I remember initially when I was playing the game, I was like, oh, he looks kind of funny, right? But, <laughs> but then you get used to it. You're like, all right. You know, usually – Especially with hair on uh, uh, 3D hair is usually terrible in video games. I don't think it's it's been great outside of I don't know. It's ga- not just the hair, bro. I, the I, I know. I, I, I'm getting. I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that. But one one of the things is I'm just trying to break down the whole model, and it's like it, it's it's okay to have a weirdish looking face, right? I mean, it's happened a lot. Right, <laughs> you right. spoke of it in Mortal Kombat, or even injustice and a those lot of games. weird faces and injustice yeah. yes yeah it's it just looks funny um and that's kind of been uh at the level where we've been at in the video game industry um so i was expecting all right it's funny looking but the graphics still look good the game still looks good right and then um they show the new version and really the beef was was that damn this dude looks like a teenager now where it's like peter parker before looks like he's in his 30s at least <laughs> you know and, and apparently, according to the canon of the game, he's supposed to be like 23, 24. He definitely does not look 23, 24 unless he's been smoking like eight packs a day. Yeah, uh, it's been rough, dude. There's a lot of stress being Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, he's Spider-Man. Yeah, he definitely has to see some shit. Meanwhile, uh, Tom Holland over there looks like he just got off the bus saying, I'm ready to save the New York City, buddy. Dude, imagine if you're playing the remaster for Final Fantasy VII Remake, right? And suddenly Cloud's face just completely changes. Oh, God, dude. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Is it, is, it, is it so much that it changed, period, that people have a problem with it? Or is it... I, well, I actually think that's what it is, you know? Because I think it does look better. I do think the new Spider-Man's face does look better. The new Spider-Man's face does look better. I mean, it looks more like what you would expect from the uh, a peter parker well i mean i gotta say it, it, it might just be the shot you showed me because the dude looked like he works at a fucking hardware store which one the, the, the original peter parker yeah and like, he's like, like he's got the fucking flat on he's got like this the serious face on he's like what are you buying what, <laughs> what size screws you want you know he looks like Meanwhile, he's had enough <laughs> he definitely had enough you know he's about to take a drill to his grandma-in-law yeah so i i look at this and i think okay this is an interesting chapter in the in the realm of, of video games where we are actually yeah. just recasting face actors in the middle of a game's run because the new face actor just fits the vision of the game better and i think and i applaud them for that you know like i think that that's probably the best move to make if that if the guy is matching your vision go with yeah. it you're the artist you do what the fuck you want with your art but it, it kind of makes me think too though it's like hey um, maybe you guys want to, you know, work on the other faces too, you know, like you guys put so much effort on that Peter Parker face, now. you know, <laughs> I kind of want you guys what? to go back and fix all that other faces. Um, obviously we don't know. We, they only showed us a very, very small, like teaser of what the game looks like. Um, and I'm sure we'll find out more in the coming days, but I, it's crazy, man. Um, how, that happened, and that was a weird thing for Sony uh, to just throw that out there on us, especially with 
the whole debacle of what the hell's going on with the whole cross save stuff with Spider-Man, how confusing it was about like the difference between a remaster and then Spider-Man PS4 where you can't play Spider-Man PS4 and on PS5. I mean, you can not starting over. You can, but if you get remastered, you got to start completely over. Uh, are, so I mean, let me be clear. So, uh-huh. can can you use your PS4 save to play through the Miles Morales content? No. So that's bullshit. Why the fuck would I buy it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Because uh, you're a newcomer. I mean, it's great if you've never played Spider-Man and you're coming yeah, over from a platform right. you've never used before. Awesome. But for a lot of us that have played the game, it's bittersweet because though I don't mind replaying an awesome game, kind of sucks that I'm forced to, you know? It feels like one of those things like, oh, maybe I'll get back to it at some point. But I don't get that option now. Now you've got to play the whole damn thing. Well, not only that, A, but it's like it, it feels kind of outdated because this is a problem that's been solved for years when you want to port over a save file to a new system, even if it's an upgraded system, you know? Fighting games do this shit all the time. It's like, hey, you got save data for this game. You get this special unlocked extra, you know? Yeah. Like, this science is not new, which is why it's so bizarre that they're just like, we can't do anything about it. Our hands are tied. I'm like, are you kidding me? You literally invented this science. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, P- you, they still do with PS3 and PS4. There's games that they play together, yeah. which is really, really odd um, that that's not going to happen with PS5. Uh, well... Or at least uh, we can assume it's not going to happen with PS5. They might just be like, not with Spider-Man. Well, okay, so here's the thing. Um, I, I guess to kind of tie this next-gen thing and video game thing to a knot, because we're going to go into a different gear here after this. Um, there's another thing that I wanted to talk about, I guess, and it has to do with, like, the pricing of video games and how they're starting to go up. Um, I guess video, like, the standard price right now is going to start to be set at $70, specifically for PS5. I guess that's what it's looking like. Mm-hmm. Um, however, prices haven't seemed to change on PC. They seem to be sitting at around the same prices and uh, staying consistent there. So, I mean, kind of interesting to see what the strategy is going to be in the future for a lot of these games because I feel like we're constantly being pushed in the direction of PC and I feel like that's the inevitable future. People have been saying that for years, right? Yes. The inevitable future is we're just basically going to become PC, <laughs> you know? Well, well, well if, it depends on if consoles really want us to be that way. They've already been, like you said, they've been kind of dipping their toes into that realm by, you know, hard drives. Hard drives was the first real big dip in there where you can swap out hard drives on your, your consoles and have more yeah. space, which is like the baby step. Mm-hmm. Now... Where things will probably get a little hairy is if you can change the GPU. Mm-hmm. If you can start swapping out GPUs in your consoles, and I wouldn't be surprised if Sony creates some kind of special GPU line that only works with fucking PlayStation consoles, just so that they can make money off of that too. Yeah, and then and then you're just basically you know playing baby's first PC. I mean, pretty much, man. Um, 
it's it will ultimately come down to how long Sony's going to hold on to these exclusive and it might be forever but i don't know at the space that we're at right now um i feel like we're on the edge of some new news to be coming up in the next week or two because uh, sony is again got its back against the wall and i don't know if you heard but a lot more pre-orders are getting pushed back so if you were confirmed to get a pre-order at launch i've heard that gamestop has pushed it back as far as like january as long as amazon or, is pushing it back or december um yeah so there's a lot of conversation going on with with sony that isn't necessarily favorable i wouldn't say it's unfavorable but there's a lot of questions you know especially with the way that xbox is coming forward and being really transparent um which is a good move they definitely need need to do that um but i think ps5 has played that holding the cards to their chest mode uh for quite some time now and i think it's time for them to really speak up about things especially with how weird this week has been yeah, I know. I, 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 I know. Well, here's what I think is that we've been seeing these guys trade shots all month, all summer. Yeah. It feels like every time Microsoft does something, Sony's right there to snipe them. They did it first with like the price and then the release date. Mm-hmm. And then Microsoft was like, cool, you want to play like that? We got the Bethesda acquisition. And then people were just like, wow, that's weird, but still awesome at the same time, right? Yeah. And then. They had another flex that, as far as I know, has yet to be answered by Sony. And that's the fact that Microsoft Xbox Series has an arcade stick coming out for it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Let's talk Microsoft about that. Is, now, now, people have told me that in the past, Microsoft has gotten their sticks before Sony because Sony has some weird licensing thing, a licensing issue or some shit like that, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll believe that, you know, like maybe – Sony's making them wait to announce that they got a stick, or maybe Sony's not even giving them the license yet because they don't want them to know what's what's coming down the pipeline. Yeah. At the same time, I'm like, dude, how do they? How does anybody know what's coming down Microsoft's pipeline? Only all we know is that Samurai Showdown is gonna be on Xbox Series as its own release. You know? Have they announced uh, like Mortal Kombat for next gen? They have not announced a release. I'm sure be through the backwards compatibility function, there will be... But no be official, like, upgrade or remaster type situation. No, I, I haven't heard anything yet. Now, you make a good point there, though. Hmm. Do they expect that to happen? Because I'll say this much. If if Hori's the one releasing the stick, by the way. Yeah. If Hori thought that, you know... We're putting, we got to put a stick out every generation. We're going to put it on Xbox first because Xbox gave us to go ahead to do it. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's a fair assumption to make. But I also feel like if they thought it wouldn't be lucrative because there was nothing coming, they wouldn't do it. Especially considering the fact that Xbox One sticks will be backwards compatible with Xbox Series, most likely. I think they've confirmed it, actually. Here's the thing, too, is it's not. You. You, you don't make that much money off of uh, fighting games, you know, no. as especially just being a peripheral. Um, so there has to be something coming down the pipeline that you would like to uh, support, right? Um, well, you want to support? Like, there's two scenarios here. One, yeah. 
people are gonna want to buy Xbox sticks, and they didn't buy them last generation, probably. You know, mm-hmm. and probably those sticks aren't available anymore. So they made a whole new generation of sticks that are just ready to go for Xbox Series X because people are gonna want to play games on the Xbox Series, and right. that's one scenario. The other scenario is. A bunch of new people are going to want to fucking play on Xbox, like new fighting game players. Like something is going to happen where a bunch of new guys come in and they're going to think that they need sticks and they're going to go to Xbox. Was You know what? They did announce. Well, I mean, we have to be very specific about how we say this. There was an announcement for Virtual Fighter. It's not Virtual Fighter 6 <laughs> per se. Oh, um, but... We do recall that Virtual Fighter Five was on Xbox. And I don't remember. It wasn't. It was on, on three hundred and sixty. It, it was on three hundred and sixty. It wasn't exclusive though, right? I don't remember it being exclusive. I'm pretty sure. Virtual Fighter Five was not exclusive, but I also don't think it made it past Xbox three hundred and sixty and PS three. No, no, no. It stayed so, in that generation. Yeah, and so when you take that into account, and I'm pretty sure that Virtual Fighter Five Final Showdown. Mm-hmm. Was it might have been an arcade, an Xbox Live arcade um, uh, title? I don't think you could buy a physical, physical copy of it. Mm-hmm. So, with that in mind, it's technically in this current day and age only available. Yes, it's only available on Xbox 360 Live, uh, XB Live uh, Xbox Live Arcade. So, really? with that in mind, currently, I think the only way to play it on its own mm-hmm. is through xbox i could be wrong i think maybe i don't know if ps3 psn games are available on ps4 and ps5 you know i just thought of something um i think we mentioned it last time or we just talked about it but okay the announcement of virtual fighter and then what we know is coming for sure is uh guilty gears coming for sure right um, on PS4. I thought it was just next gen. It, they have a PS4 version of that? Yeah, we did the demo for it. Oh, shit. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, it's also coming out on next gen as well. Um, and as far as our beloved KOF series, we don't know. But we, we would assume that it's probably going to come out on next gen, especially... After they announced Samurai Showdown. How could it not? Well, here's the crazy thing. They never actually said that it was going to be on PS4 or even in this generation. They just said that it was coming. I've never seen an official announcement saying that it's going to be on current generations. I mean, we had a whole episode talking about (laughs) how they didn't tell us anything. Exactly. But that's uh, important to remember is what I'm saying. It's important to remember that they've never actually said what generation that that game is going to come out for. Guilty Gear uh, Strive has shown, you know, they had a demo on PS4. So we can assume that at the very least, it's going to be on PS4. And it'll probably be on PS5 also. They've done that before. There's a precedent for that. But what we don't know is if it'll be available for Xbox Series. I don't know. I don't know, man. I mean, it's the reason why I say this is because I talked about Dragon Ball the last episode. Yeah. Where we talked about how Dragon Ball during the pre-release, it was all demoed on the Xbox One. We didn't even know if there was a PS4 version. Mm -hmm. 
They would never talk about it because Microsoft held that so tightly to their chest. It was actually kind of weird. They just would not acknowledge that mm-hmm. game at all existing on any other platform. So I am not entirely out of the realm of possibilities that we're coming upon a generation where everything's cross-platform again. Mm-hmm. Maybe the console exclusivity for what we do, fighting games, maybe it's over. Because I remember that Sony cut ties with Capcom. They're not they're not footing the bill for the esports anymore from the last I heard. Well, I know they had a lot to do with um, KOF 14 and Street Fighter V. They did have a lot to do with Street Fighter V and KOF 14. In fact, and you remember, like, you know, a lot of Capcom Cups were held at the PS uh, X's, the Expos. You know? oh, that's true, yeah. You know, that was something that they made happen. So they were definitely footing the bill for that. Now, with PS Expo obviously not happening anymore and other factors that we can't talk about because it's behind-the-scenes shit. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't happen anymore. It just they they're they're fucking Las Vegas at the esports arena in the last two years. Yeah, actually not the last two years. They were there the year before this one, and then they are in L.A. at something small after that. Um, but my point is, is that they've clearly scaled back their involvement with Capcom, and so the idea that they could be reaching for something exclusive is kind of far fetched in my opinion. Because why would they? break up with capcom just to get back together with them for for a new game you know yeah you're gonna sit there sit there and let them eat shit for two or three years I think, and then pull them back for a new game i think what we're coming back to is the ps3 360 era where it's basically gonna be what is most beneficial yes. to us as fighting game players um and this goes back into the conversation we had about which one of these consoles is going to perform better Exactly, which is was always the discussion between PS3 and 360. Yes, it uh, was. There was a lot of really good arguments as to why a lot of the 360 games ran better. Um, as developers, it has been well documented that they had a lot of trouble developing for the PS3. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, um, I don't know. Again, as far as right now, the only thing that we know for sure is what Microsoft's given us. We don't know a lot of what PS5 or Sony and PS5's given or is going to give us. Um, and we can only speculate. But if the track record is anything to go off of, um, Microsoft has been the easier company to work with. Um, they have. If They've you- also been open to more ideas. And if Bethesda is any indication... They've yeah. got a lot of money to spend. Yeah. I mean, there were rumors of them buying Sega at the Tokyo Game Show. <laughs> they were going to buy a Japanese company, and, and, and that could have still went down. We may not know about it yet. Oh, man. You know? I mean, one of the most strangest things that no one's really talking about enough here is that leading up to Tokyo Game Show, and this this, this mainly applies to us as SNK fans. Yeah, we did not see any evidence that SNK would appear at all at Tokyo Game Show. We thought they were just blowing it off this year, and we were really sad because we thought no KW15 news. Right. And then all of a sudden, they're on Microsoft's showcase stream with no announcement that they would be there, no hints that they would be there on Twitter. 
And I think it's important to note as well is the close relationship they had with Sony, the previous generation. And yeah, exactly. That's why I thought that was very strange. I was like, yeah. you know, if anything, they would talk about Samurai Showdown coming out to PS5. Yeah. Even if Sony wasn't there necessarily to have a showcase like that, because I don't think they've been to a game show in a number of years because they have their own game show now. It doesn't uh-huh. make sense for them to go to a game show. Um, In that case, they just wouldn't show up. They'd say, hey, we can't do nothing until the next PSX. You know? We can't do nothing until Sony says we can do it. And yeah. so that tells me that the reins on SNK as as far as their relationship with Sony are now off. Mm-hmm. The, the chains are off. They're able to court anybody they want to or let anybody into their front door that they want to. And Microsoft came knocking and said, hey, we want you to do a segment on our showcase. In the past, Microsoft and SNK have gotten along swimmingly. I'm pretty sure I talked about this at length in the previous episode. Yeah. They've got a bunch of games on that platform that do not exist anywhere else. I I would not be surprised if that Japanese company that Microsoft was looking at purchasing was SNK. I mean, I feel like a lot of these companies are ripe for purchasing, you know, um, because they do struggle, especially the, the platform of Microsoft does struggle to really gain appeal uh, with the Japanese audience. Um, and this would kind of be a strong arm situation <laughs> where they would force a lot of people over there. But I feel like this would happen. It would make much more sense with, like, a company like Sega, you know. Um, but at the same time, um, since Microsoft has already shown its colors this genera- or this next generation with purchasing Bethesda, I think anything's possible. We haven't, possible. We haven't seen this strategy. $7 billion. <laughs> We haven't seen this strategy. You think like people? So I talked about I talked about this. Someone Uh replied to me on my Twitter saying that Microsoft does not have the money to to pay for to 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 buy out a company from a a a Chinese overlord. Right? Next week they fucking drop seven billion dollars on Bethesda. I'm like, you telling me they don't got enough money? You think that whoever like the the company that owns SNK right now, uh, Tencent? You think they won't sell out for $7 billion for SNK if they offered it to them? I'm not saying that SNK will get bought out for $7 billion, but if it happened, do you think that they would say, no, it's too valuable? It's more valuable than $7 billion. Hell no, man. Microsoft is coming in hot right now. They're trying to make, they're trying to dig out a market that Sony is ignoring because Sony's too busy thinking they're the shit. You know what? Actually, I have to bring up another point of news that we didn't discuss at all, which is important to this discussion on Sony's end. Mm -hmm. Did you hear about how they said that they're going to do a remake or there's rumors of a remake for Metal Gear Solid? I've been hearing about that for years. Well, it's come up again. Somebody's brought it up again. And there was a a release of uh, the ports of the original Metal Gear Solid and I think Metal Gear Solid 2. The one on GameCube, right? On PC. No, 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 no. Not the one on GameCube. I'm talking about it's on – what is it? It's not Epic. It's on GLG, I think. Um, but they just released uh, ports of it, not remakes or anything. Like the one you're talking about on GameCube is like Twin Snakes. They completely remade that game. 
Yeah. Um, this is like the original fucking ports of the game. Um, but that brought up rumors of them doing a remake of the original Metal Gear Solid, like in the full treatment, kind of like Final Fantasy VII Remake did, um, and Resident Evil 2. So that brought up the discussion of, uh, again, of a conversation that was happening that Sony was trying to purchase the uh, licenses to making Konami games, whether it be Castlevania, whether it be Silent Hill, Contra, you know, um, I guess that came up in discussions again, which that's been a rumor for a long time. And uh, I mean, if anyone's going to do it, it's probably Sony. I don't see Microsoft purchasing Konami. I don't think it's worth it for them. No, no, no. Outright purchasing Konami is why would you do that? I mean, I don't even think they want to (laughs) sell, to be honest. Their audience does not give a shit about those games. No, maybe Metal Gear, maybe Metal Gear, but which is why they would license out the IPs. Is what yeah. is what I'm saying, and I feel yeah, like the only thing they did. like that's a great deal, right? That they would be able to pull off for Sony, and supposedly they've been in talks. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and Kojima's uh, kind of like second party right now, and well, um, they'll bring them back in for that. I guarantee you. Absolutely. So those are rumors that have been going around for a while, and I feel like, um, just to not let Sony be completely aired out on this situation. Uh, again, though, none of this is confirmed. We don't know anything about this stuff. Yeah, no, there's a ton of rumors coming out of the Sony camp. Like, dude, I just read a rumor before we started the show that they are letting uh, Jack and Daxter come back on PS5 from another studio. And I've been somebody that's been saying, like, Jack and Daxter definitely needs a a re-release, especially with the freaking Ratchet and Clank. Well, the game was great. I I love Jack and Daxter, so, I mean. Yeah. That, that would actually make me feel like, hey, you know, maybe I didn't make a mistake buying this console. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're saying that Blue Point Games is working on remaking the Jack and Daxter trilogy for PS5. Jesus, those guys. This was back in May 25th. Those guys are just knee deep in the remake game. I mean, they look like they're killing it with Demon Souls. So... I mean, and they, um, I don't know if you know this, uh, you probably don't follow this game, but, uh, <laughs> I can't even remember the na- name of the game I was talking about. Um, <laughs> God, it's the one with the giants in it. Colossus. Oh man. I can't believe I can't think of it. Anyway. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus? Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. Me, the Japanese t- name is Wanda and the Colossus. Wanda Colossus. Yeah. Well, uh, Shadow of Colossus, they did the remake on PS4. Um, or the HD version or the remastered, remastered version. And it's beautiful. It was a gorgeous game, right? That was the first time that we got a look at Blue Point doing its thing and really doing a great job. And I remember there was a, a lot of discussions I had with people where it was like, ah, eh, I don't really think that company is down to do a real big um, remaster or anything like that because one of my favorite games of all time was rumored to get remade by them. And they told us to basically do what Code Mystics asked us to do and lobby for the, for whatever feature or whatever we want from the company. Um, for And the game was Legend of Dragoon, right? And I was yeah. like, that game's way too big for a company like Bluepoint to be able to pull it off, right? I don't know, man. And then we saw the trailer for Demon Souls. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I am totally wrong. I am on board with Bluepoint doing whatever the hell they want to do. And the thing is, 
so is everybody else. Yes. So, <laughs> so now these games that have kind of fallen into obscurity are getting even less of a chance of getting rebooted by Blue Point. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened with. Uh, like they, yeah, they, I think they said Jack and Daxter, Legacy of Kane, Blood Omen. Oh, uh, I don't know about that one, man. I mean, that'd be great, but I, I mean, Legacy of Kane went the distance. Uh huh. Like, I was surprised too because Blood Omen was not a great game. Soul Reaver was an amazing game. Soul Reaver two sucked. Yeah. And then you had Defiance, which was like the piece de resistance, and it was fucking beautiful. Well, the thing is, oh, is I forgot that, you had Blood Omen two between that also. Is that those games? I mean. Honestly, besides you, I've never heard anybody else bring that up as like, ah, I would like to it's because see that because those were games that got overshadowed by games like Devil May Cry. Uh, got- I don't know, bro. I think they're in like very different genres. Oh, no, entirely. Legacy of Kane Defiance is definitely in the same genre as Devil May Cry. I just I've honestly never even heard of that uh, Legacy of Kane game. You should try it out, man. Is that it's more recent? Game. What, Legacy of Kane Defiance? Yeah. It's the last game in the series, yeah. yeah. It ties it all together. Beautiful story. Nobody gives a shit. You're the only one. Dude, You're literally the only one. You know what? It's good. I'm telling you guys now. Play the Legacy of Kane series. It's one of the best stories in video game history. Not all the games are great. Yeah. I don't think that game awesome. <laughs> stands the test of time. That's all I'm saying. Um, I'm saying that's a great example of a game that can be remade. It's something that does work. Now, that aside, I do think that we are right. We are pretty much ready for a rebirth of Jack and Daxter. And the rumor is that Blue Point will be doing redoing the trilogy. I mean, and that's cool. I don't. I will definitely play through all three of those games again with a HD remix. But another part of that rumor suggested that they're making a fourth game, a new chapter in the story. Okay, so this is running very close in line with what they've been doing with Crash Bandicoot yes. and Spyro. Um, they did do a remake. They, well, I don't. I, it wasn't Blue Point, but whoever worked on it, they did a pretty damn good job. Yes. And they just released the new Crash Bandicoot, and a lot of people seem to like it. Mm-hmm. So this type of i feel like this is becoming a new genre of games you know these like what would you call it though like the 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 hard remasters i don't know because it's better than it's better than a remaster yeah it is it's like it's like what's the next level to a remaster i don't i wouldn't say like remake i guess would be better than a remaster because that's completely well, remake. They call it the Final Fantasy Seven the remake, right? So yeah, remake. It's literally a remake. But to them though, but but the the reason why it makes more sense with Final Fantasy is is because I don't want to spoil this game for you guys. This game has been out, so plug your ears if you plan on playing Final Fantasy Seven later and you haven't. But a lot has changed. <laughs> uh yeah. So you could understand the moniker of remake, right? Um. We should have listened to them when they told us that because I was just like, remake, they're not going to... Oh, shit, they did. <laughs> I think it's because we didn't want it necessarily. I definitely didn't want it, no. Um, but it makes sense. The moniker that they gave it with remake made sense. I think it didn't make sense to us outside of context of not playing that game. But right. once we played it, we're like, oh, now I get why it's called remake. 
If you didn't play Final Fantasy VII before, though, you wouldn't even know. <laughs> so it doesn't even matter. Oh, my God, dude. Holy <laughs> shit. I think people are actually going to go back and play that game now. Um, and, and I think that's the beauty of remakes is that you can do those things to games yeah, just to make people go back and play the original game. And if you make those games available to people on the same console, then you're technically making double the money. Which is why it behooves Sony to totally attack the backwards compatibility market. I think that, my opinion, man, I think that's a done deal. Like, that, that, that just goes into the whole thing of the differences in strategy. I think Sony, like, kind of backed themselves in a corner with that situation with the way that they developed their consoles. They kind of pigeonholed them into this problem of generations. Mm-hmm. And Microsoft, fortunately doesn't have that problem because of the way that they structured their uh, development. Um, But I definitely find this conversation that we're having right now interesting about these remasters because um, it really gives a chance to new development companies to really get their feet wet at creating kind of like, what is it? I want to say it's low bar, um, but it's low risk, you know, like, these are games that have already been proven. They they have the whole nostalgia factor yeah, going for them. And it's been already proven in the market that it'll sell well. Like, people bought the Spyro games. People bought the Crash Bandicoot games. You know, people are hyped about the, the Crash 4 game. People are fucking hyped for that game. Yeah. And so it would be ridiculous not to do that with Jack and Daxter. I mean, there's even another game that they could put on. Do you remember Sly Cooper? Sly Cooper, baby. Yeah. I mean, there's so many properties that are just dormant because these these uh, development companies pretty much moved on to completely different video games. Oh, I, yeah. I think uh, Sly Cooper was Insomniac, I think. I honestly don't remember if it was Sucker Punch or Insomniac. You're probably right. Probably, you know what? I think it is Insomniac. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they pretty oh, much. It was, Sucker, it was Sucker Punch. My bad. Oh, okay, okay. I, I always get those two uh, mixed up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's all these dorm. We talked about this before too, man. Uh, Mark of Cree. Oh my god, dude. I mean, that's another one. They don't I don't. The, they don't have the balls, dude. They don't have. It's gone. It's. I. I. I am the most upset about this out of anybody in our friend group that there will never be another Mark of Cree because I don't know if that studio. I don't even know if those guys even exist in the game development community anymore. I think those dudes fucked off to an island somewhere in Bermuda. No, no, no. What? So I, that's not what happened. What happened was, um, what happens to a lot of these development companies is either when they're disbanded or whatever. Usually, they kind of disperse into other development companies. Mm-hmm. So what I heard happen is they pretty much merged with the other ones like Santa Monica and, um, what was it? San Diego, I believe, has one. Um, the other Sony first party development companies because it was definitely first party uh the original it was was their san diego branch yes yeah see fuck and the san diego branch had only done i mean it continues to do baseball games now as we know it now yes uh there's been a lot of restructuring with a lot of these companies so but i mean they still have that ip at least i think they do um Unless they sold it off, but there's a lot of games in it, in their library in the past that they really don't 
put money and time to remake it because those companies have blown up. You know, yeah. like Naughty Dog is now what Naughty Dog is now. You think they're gonna go back and do some Jack and Daxter shit? Anyway, but they don't have to, you know. I mean, Let Blue Point do that shit exactly, or another company entirely. You know, make another studio. Um, it's think about it. The the process and time it takes to make these games takes so long that oh, it yes. would be nice to have this buffering room with these new this new genre of video games as like a remake you know i feel like remakes really give us that buffering time between each huge release you know mm. um, and they're really valuable so i feel like this is going to be a continued thing to happen because i never heard of blue point prior to what they did with shadow of colossus you know mm. i don't know what they did i'm sure they did other things but they didn't come into my knowledge. It didn't hit, it didn't hit that heavy until Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah. And even then, it was like, oh well, you know, they got lucky. It's a great game already, so what does it matter? You know. Hey, no, that that like you said, that's not a bad position to be in. All you got to do is make it look pretty. You keep all the elements the same. Hire some voice actors that can really bring the dialogue to life, and everybody's gonna call you the conquering hero. Nobody thought that they would do what they did with Demon Souls, though. I'm no. not even a Demon Souls player. And I looked at that stuff and I was like, damn, dude, like this is probably one of those situations where people are it's changing the course of their decision making, you know? It's just like, wow, I didn't think that this could happen. No one expected it. I have to watch this company. To me, it got me looking at Blue Point. Yeah. You know? I didn't like you said. I never looked at Blue Point. I didn't even look at them when they remade Wanda and the Colossus. I was like, whatever. But now I'm seeing what they're doing with uh, Demon Souls, and I'm like, damn, I got to keep an eye on these guys. And when I saw them on the when I saw them on the hit, when I was looking up, seeing if ever there would be a Jack and Daxter on PS5 release, I was like, oh shit, yeah, let them ha- let it happen. There could be more, man. I mean, let me look up real quick. I want to see who's making that Crash Bandicoot game. Who the hell is developing that? I started thinking about Jack and Dexter because of the Crash, and Bandic- the Crash Bandicoot 4 game. Because I thought, you know, if Crash Bandicoot can get a game on the current platform and then the current and game on the future platforms, most likely, why can't Jack and Daxter? So Are you kidding me? The publishing company is Activision, but the development company is Toys for Bob, which also worked on the Skylander games. Interesting. Um, and they also worked on the Spiral Reignited trilogy, and the Crash Band. Wait, did they work on the Crash Bandicoot one before this? Uh, I'm pretty sure they did. Yes. Toys for Bob. Um. Anyways, they're the ones that worked on the new one as well. Um. So they're a subsidiary of Activision. Yes. So that means it's a fucking Blizzard game. Uh, yeah, but still interesting as far as this whole talk goes of remakes. Um, yeah, it's makes so much sense. Um, anyways, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be excited for. Um, a lot of new information came out. Um, and I look forward to what I feel like are going to be nothing but bombshells in the next few weeks. 
it's it's a good time to be a gamer, man, and not just because consoles are coming out, but I think this is probably the most wild cycle of new console releases that I've ever lived through. And I've lived through all of them. Well, the big ones, at least. Yeah. Uh, man, I mean, they just keep uh, coming out with new cards I didn't think they had. And I feel like now I'm convinced that there's more to this story. You know, this is not the end of surprises from either company. True. But I would say this. I huh. think, and I'm, I'm sure everybody's probably going to disagree with me on this, but I think that the momentum shift went into Microsoft's favor. Nah. Why, why do you say things like that, bro? Nobody's going to disagree with you. It totally has. I'm pretty sure that is the, uh, oh, what is it? the perception of what's going on right now i'm pretty sure public perception is that sure but i'm just saying because like a lot of people because people had gotten wise to what was going on they noticed that microsoft would make an announcement and then sony would snipe it and basically just wait for them to do something first and then counter it with a better offer but with the recent offers that microsoft made Mm -hmm. sony has been silent because they actually shut them up i mean I think it also says a lot when the company allows people to actually have hands-on with the console. I mean, the console is coming out next month, dude. So, yeah. I mean, we haven't seen PS5. There was a picture of some dude, and Jeff Keighley actually confirmed that this guy, I guess another influencer, actually does have hands-on the PS5, and that they're going to post something. I'm sure there's like an embargo or something. But that's all we've heard so far. But to tie this whole episode off, I agree with you, and I feel like a lot of people also agree with you, that right now, Sony is trailing. And that yeah. that is the perception. I don't think that's a wild thing to say, considering um, I'm pretty sure they've owned the headlines since the whole Bethesda thing, because it was such a big deal. I think it's a wild thing to say, just considering the fact that everybody expected this just to go to Sony for free. I mean, we kind of did too. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. That's why I'm like, I'm not, I'm surprised I'm saying this, but I think Microsoft, I'm not saying they're going to win the console war, but again, I reiterate, I don't think their goal is to win the console war. I think their goal is to win the software market. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I mean, we've been saying that from the get-go. It's just, I don't know. Now now the future seems much more open than I thought it did prior to these announcements and Mm -hmm. on top of the whole digital foundry videos and the whole performance getting better with older games and stuff like that i don't know man right now if i can't get a ps5 i might just get myself an xbox series x (laughs) i mean you know it sounds great so far i mean Mm -hmm. my girl keeps buying us games for the xbox and keep playing it i'm like you know what i don't mind xbox i'm definitely getting both yeah, I would I would like to too, man. I'm Dude, like, we're we're gonna play Guardian Heroes on Xbox. You're gonna love it. it really? You're gonna play Dude, it on there? Gonna, Dude, that's the only that's the only console you can play it on right now. What? This amazing game that literally laid the groundwork for every beat 'em up in the modern era. And still outperforms them to this day. It only exists on Xbox Live Arcade. Oh wait, wait, wait. What are we talking about again? Guardian Heroes. 
Oh. Every beat em up you've played since. Hold on. Let me make sure I got my dates right because I respect this game so much that I do not want to get my dates wrong. I don't know this. why I thought you were talking about Godfall again. I was like, man. Oh, this not guy Godfall. Really yeah, likes I'll, that I'll game. Play, you can play it on PC. Every, <laughs> every beat em up game you've played since January 26, 1996 has been based off of Guardian Heroes. There is not a beat em up out there that has not taken something from guardian heroes guardian heroes is literally the bible of beat-em-ups past january 26 1996 and they released a remake of the game on xbox live arcade with updates and all sorts of crazy shit in it i don't have a date on that right now mm. but it outperforms so many beat-em-ups that are out currently it's pretty much a dead ip though right Oh yeah, it's a treasure game. It's dead. <laughs> it's for fucking speedrunners. <laughs> um, well, that's great. See, more more reasons for you to buy that game. Totally. On top no. of playing Battletoads, which I hear is actually a good game, even though I heard it's fine, you know. But I didn't want to buy an Xbox One for Battletoads, especially with oh. the art direction that it took. I mean, of course not. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry. I, I I came from an era where Battletoads were extremely '90s and heavy metal. And I saw that shit, and I'm like, "That is, I don't, I don't know that that that's some Teen Titans go shit." Well, I mean, the art just looked pretty awesome. I mean, I think it objectively looks really good. Not what, not the new, new one, the old one. Oh, I'm about to say, yeah, the, the old, arcade. That's what I mean, it's 90s metal, dude. Yeah, arcade was pretty sick. Um, well, arcade shit is ridiculous. Um, uh, but yeah, man. Uh, I'm gonna tie this episode off. I think we had a pretty good discussion today. Um. Like I said, I do expect some new bombshells to happen. Uh, and when that does, you can expect another podcast from us. Um, potential new guests as well. So keep your eyes peeled. Keep your ears unplugged. Unless you've got earplugs in to listen to this podcast. And uh, please like and subscribe. And expect much, much more content from myself and Hell Pockets, who has been a great help and will... He's basically my partner, man. I mean, he's all hey, about man, part of these I'm already podcasts. commentary partner, and now I'm your podcast partner. It was a match waiting to happen. Yeah, man. Just had to take the reins. Make this shit, baby. Um, Better talker than the idea guy. Hey, man. Uh, you know, when something works, it works. I heard that. Uh, yeah. All right, folks. Uh, well, it's been a great discussion, and I hope to catch you guys on the next one. Uh, have a good night, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and we'll catch you guys later. Peace. Yo.